Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 137, and we're going to do the readings for the 13th Sunday of Ordinary Time. The 13th Sunday of Ordinary Time this is going to be episode 137, and my name is Ned Jabbar. So let's begin with... Uh, the prayer for the act of contrition in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, Amen. Okay, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, so we are now on the 13th Sunday of uh, Ordinary Time. Uh, okay, so the um, entrance antiphon is from Psalm 47. All people clap your hands, cry to God with shouts of joy. All people clap your hands. Cry to God with shouts of joy. Psalm 47. Okay. And the, um, the first reading is uh, going to be from the Book of Wisdom. Okay, that's we don't get to hear uh, readings from the Book of Wisdom that often. It's one of those books that... Uh, you can only find in the uh, Catholic Bibles, uh, the edition of the Old Testament, or the Orthodox. It's a very beautiful book, and it's. Um, um, I don't think it gets. It doesn't get enough appreciation. I, I really believe in the liturgical cycle, but um, who knows? Maybe I could be wrong, because uh, I I don't really go uh, that much to weekday masses. So let's begin. It's chapter one, uh, wisdom, uh, book of wisdom. Chapter 1, verse 13, 15, and it goes to parts of chapter 2, to uh, 23 to 24. By the envy of the devil, death has entered the world. All right, a reading from the Book of Wisdom. God did not make death, 
nor does he rejoice in the destruction of the living. For he fashioned all things that they might have being. And the creatures of the world are wholesome, and there is not a destructive drug among them, nor any domain of the netherworld on earth, for justice is undying. For God formed man to be imperishable. The image of his own nature he made him. But by the envy of the devil, death entered the world, and they who belong to his company experience it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. And the uh, the next one is, um, this is responsible of Psalm, is Psalm 30. Okay. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will extol you, O Lord, for you drew me clear and did not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, you brought me up from the netherworld. You preserved me from among those going down into the pit. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Sing praise to the Lord, you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger lasts but a moment, a lifetime his goodwill. At nightfall, weeping enters in, but with the dawn rejoicing. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Hear, O Lord, and have pity on me. O Lord, be my helper. You change my mourning into dancing. O Lord, my God, forever will I give you thanks. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Okay, and I'll just read the whole thing again. Psalm 30. I will extol you, O Lord, for you draw me clear. And did not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, you brought me up from the netherworld, and you you preserved me from among those going down into the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger lasts but a moment, a a lifetime, his goodwill. At nightfall weeping enters in, but with the dawn rejoicing. Hear, O Lord, and, and have pity on me. O Lord, be my helper. You change my mourning into dancing. O Lord, my God, forever will I give you thanks. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Okay. Um, Second reading is from 2 Corinthians, Paul's letter, second letter to the Corinthians. Your your abundance should supply the needs of the poor. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. As you excel in every respect, in faith, discourse, knowledge, all earnestness, and in the love we have for you, may you excel in this gracious act also. Okay. For you know the gracious act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich for your sake, he became poor so that by his poverty, you might become rich. Not that others should have relief while you are burdened, but that as a matter of equality, your abundance at the present time should supply their needs 
so that their abundance may also supply your needs, that there may be equality, as it is written, whoever had much did not have more, and whoever had little did not have less. Okay, the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. All right, let me just read it one more time. As you excel in every respect, in faith, discourse, knowledge, all earnestness, and in the love we have for, for you, may you excel in, in this gracious act also. For you know the gracious act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich, not that others should have relief, while you are burdened, but that, but that as a matter of equality, your abundance at the present time should supply their needs, so that their abundance may also supply your needs, that there may be equality as it is written. Whoever had much did not have more, and whoever had little did not have less. Okay, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, now the gospel. Alleluia, alleluia. Our Savior Jesus Christ destroyed death and brought life to light through the gospel. Alleluia, alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 5, verse 21 to 43. Um, here they have... Uh, a long form and the short form. I really hate this part um, because uh, a lot of times you're going to get the uh, the pastor, uh, the priest, or the deacon. Uh, maybe one of them at least decides to choose the short form for uh, convenience, and I don't like that. Anyway, we're going to read the, the whole thing, okay? So, uh, little girl, I say to you, rise. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Lord Jesus. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and he stayed close to the sea. One of the synagogue's officials named Jairus came forward. Seeing him, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Please come, lay your hands on her, that she may get well and live. He went off with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed upon him. Now there was a woman afflicted with hemorrhage for twelve years, she had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all that she had. She was not helped, but only grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd, and she touched his cloak. She said, If I but touch his clothes, I shall be cured. Immediately her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Now Jesus, aware at once 
that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who has touched my clothes? But his disciples said to Jesus, You see how the crowd is pressing upon you, and yet you ask, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. The woman, realizing what had happened to her, approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your afflictions. While he was still speaking, people from the synagogue officials' house arrived and said, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid. Just have faith. He did not allow anyone to accompany him inside except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue official, he caught sight of a commotion of people weeping and wailing loudly. So he went in and said to them, Why this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they ridiculed him. Then he put them all out. He took along the child's father and mother and those who were with him and entered the room where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, Little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of twelve, arose immediately and walked around. At that, they were utterly astounded. He gave strict orders that no one should know this and said that she should be given something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you. Amen. The first uh, reading is a statement of fact that God did not create death. God created life. And God is the God of life. The Book of Wisdom is is a mixture of both um, prophecy and philosophy. It, it was obviously cre- um, put together during the Hellenistic age. But it is a fact that God is the God of life, not death. And he does not, he did not want his creation, especially man, humanity, our first parents, to experience death. He warned them, the day you eat of the fruit is that day you will die. And the devil, a fallen angel, who was envious of our first parents, wanted them to experience death. And they did. And they passed that spiritual virus, that disease, 
from generation to generation to all their descendants down to us. The psalmist makes a statement, obviously, that God raises us up from the netherworld. Now, we experience death in many, in every single day of our lives. Each moment, each day we go to bed, each day we get up is one step closer to our final destination. We don't like to talk about it. As a matter of fact, we don't even talk about it in church. Many of our priests don't like it. They don't like talking about the truths of the faith. I'm not trying to be smart or, or, or nasty, but it's a fact. I mean, I, I, I see it in all the preaching. You know, I mean, just look at the fact that they they have a hard time saying no to politicians, Catholic politicians like Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, John, John Kerry, or any of the Kennedys, for that matter. You can't receive the Holy Eucharist. They won't do it. They won't do it. They won't do it. I mean, today, one of the priests in my parish, he made it quite clear. They lost this battle a long time ago. And he's right. He's right. He even said another statement, which I was surprised. The church is dying. It really is. It's dying. And he's right. Maybe, I don't know. I can't say it's just the Novus Ordo church. You know, because, or the Trinitine. I don't think you can make that generalization. I think it's because in most cases, it's both from the traditional to the Novus Ordo. Because this problem began while the traditional was still around, was still dominant. It just crept in. And, and it continued. Our, our, our priests... Our bishops, our cardinals, they play, um, they play strip poker with the secular world. They want to be accepted. They want to, uh, yeah, and I say strip poker because, you know, they slowly strip away all the truth of the faith. They, they want to desperately be accepted, you know, in the sandbox with all the other major religions. You know, they want, now Pope Francis talks about uh, the environment, the, the, you know, saving the environment and everything. And, you know, they tell the, the conservative, conservative Christian, I'm not going to say traditional, the conservative Christian, the conservative Catholic, uh, don't rock the boat. You should be seen and not heard, and you should be seen even just as much, just just as just as as less, because that's 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 the fact. That's the truth. We're not, you know, we're not we're not welcomed. Um, we're not welcomed to 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 the stage. We're not welcomed 
um, even on the traditional parish level, were not welcomed. Okay, to be a conservative priest, to be a conservative Catholic, you are not welcomed. Okay? To talk about the faith, to talk about catechism, to talk about dogma, doctrine, no, you're not welcomed. And in many cases, it's a fact, okay? You know, in, in the, the passage in the gospel where Jesus was called by the synagogue official to come and heal his daughter, the girl was 12 years old, all right? At the age of 12 in that culture, she has to start leaving her her um, her childhood behind. She's supposed to be getting ready for young womanhood. In a couple of years, she, she would be uh, engaged or ready to get married. I know it's kind of young, but in that culture, it was very different. And she was, she was dying. By the time our Lord got to the house, she was pronounced dead. Now, flip that. In the crowd, you had a woman who has had a serious medical condition where she was bleeding. She was bleeding. What caused it, we don't know. Interesting. I'm one of the priests today mentioned maybe she had an abortion. That's a very interesting observation, maybe. But she thought, but a woman in that culture, if you were bleeding, especially um, uh, vaginal bleeding, like her issue of blood, she spent all her money, all her money from the doctors to try to help her. It never stopped. You know, nothing helped. She's only been the worse. So trying not to cause a commotion, she approached our Lord very carefully. She thought to herself, let me touch the hem of his garment and maybe I'll be healed. Well, she was healed and Jesus, our Lord, felt power leave him she she presented herself fell on her knees jesus saw her faith and told her your faith has saved you go home she represents the old testament she represents the old testament in a sense the old testament is like a church it is a church the temple and everything the little girl represents the new. The new that will experience the resurrection into new life. Coming out of Israel and bringing the old Israel into eternal life. I have come not to abolish the law or the prophets, but to fulfill them. And that's exactly what we need now. We need a resurrection, <laughs> right? I mean, I hate to say it, but my local parish life stinks. Really. You, there is nothing, nothing on a local parish level, and I'm sure every Catholic probably feels it. If you have 
a great parish life where you go for Bible study, catechism. Uh, you have a, pa a pastor that actually listens to you, gives you the time to listen to you. You're blessed because I got to tell you something. I don't have that in my life. It, it really is. It really is empty. It's empty of, I don't have a spiritual um, counselor. I don't have it. I mean, the priests I know, they don't even, they don't want to give you the moment. All right. I mean, a lot of them just don't want to, they don't, they don't have time. You I don't have a good priest to talk to. I don't have a counselor. Every, every priest that I do uh, know is on the internet is either on YouTube or uh, a podcaster, but I don't have, or books, either an audio book or a Kindle book. I don't have, I don't have that. I don't have a priest like that in my life. And I really honestly believe that we're, I, he's right. We are dying. We're dying because we don't have good, good shepherds. Jesus heals the girl, brings her to life. Little girl, rise. The church, compared to Israel, is still like a child. The Gentile is still really like a child. We don't have, we don't have good teachers. Our, half of our people don't even believe in the real presence. I don't know what to say. It's really, it's really, um, it's really sad. I go to mass every Sunday and I don't, I mean, the pastor, one of them, I don't think there's been a Sunday that he hasn't talked about his life. I mean, I know he was adopted. I know he he searched for his uh, his true his his biological mom who gave birth to him and gave him up for adoption. I found out today that yeah, she passed away. And he had a conversation with her when they talked about the faith and. She said if she had abortion in her day, she probably uh, would have had an abortion. I know more about his life than about his faith. I know he loves to speak Italian. He, he's trying, he really, I, I think he wants to be an Italian. I don't know. But I don't, I don't connect with him spiritually. I don't connect with him spiritually. I'm sorry. No more than the Monsignor. You talk with him. He walks away before you can even finish your conversation. You know, one of the parishioners, an old one, uh, his name is Dominic, made a joke. He told me that they actually call they actually refer to the Monsignor 
Behind his back is the ice box or the freezer. I hate to tell you, but it's true. He's right. That's an accurate description. How how are how how are we supposed to to grow in the faith if we don't have pastors that talk that don't talk about the faith? You know. They they choose their homilies so carefully. They navigate that they just get by. And you know how bad it is? So bad that I don't even, most of the time I don't even remember. But I'm a person who actually pays attention. You know, I'm one of those people that actually does pay attention. And... I hate to say it, like I mentioned to you, I know all this about him. But I don't know his love for scripture. I know he likes movies. I'm talking about the new pastor. The Monsignor. He has a dry sense of humor. But that's it. I remember Father Marco... He used to speak Chinese. He was an Italian and he spoke Chinese. I remember he loved talking about scripture. All right. He really did talk about scripture. He was the best one. He really knew how to talk about scripture. But unfortunately, most of them, it's, it's, uh, they're, they, they're lacking. They're wanting. And it's a sad fact. If you have if you have a parish priest, a pastor that knows that loves talking about the faith and loves teaching, uh, you got a you, you, you got you got a jewel. You got a jewel because that that is not what we that's not what I have here. It's it, I've experienced it with most parishes. And it's uh, it's sad, and I have to say, with all honestly, you know, um, evangelicals have. Uh, I hope, I, I know, they have they have a great love for scripture. But I have to say, with all honesty, there is no Bible study, there's no rosary, there's no men's group, there's no catechism. None of that. I don't have any of that in this parish, so it's unfortunate. But. Our faith, our faith needs a resurrection. We need a resurrection. You know, we're, we're desperate for it because we don't have that. We don't have that, you know, uh, we, don't ha we don't have it. And a lot of Catholics, a lot of Catholics are not coming back. The church is still not at full capacity, even though... They, they took down all the restrictions. People still haven't come back, and I don't see them coming back. The shutdown has been a blow because these guys abandoned the sheep. They've abandoned their people. They've abandoned them. They, they, they didn't even want to give uh, many people's families uh, their parents or loved ones last rites. If you're if you're going to close the door at your people, if you're going to shut down. I mean, think about it. 
you make a much better effort to give to allow politicians to receive holy communion and you make you you make a, a very clear message that you're not going to allow your priests to go to the hospitals or to people's uh, homes to give them last rites but they're willing to put 100% of themselves into into throwing throwing the eucharist into the hands of bloody the bloody hands of politicians right hey that's uh that's a decision you're going to make i don't i don't blame i believe the church has to die in order for it to have a resurrection and they got to get rid of these guys they have to the lord has to get rid of these bad bad shepherds that's a fact all right let's uh Let's finish this off. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son of God, born of the Father, before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, suffered death, and was buried. He rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, he has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right, folks. Um, sorry, it was probably not the best uh, podcast reflections, but um, hopefully... Uh, I'll come back with another one soon. So God bless and be well.